everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy tools and analysis on the entire internet. Go check them out, HashtagBasketball.com. And I'm going to throw in another, they're not a sponsor, but I'm going to throw them in. IndustryPickup.com, it is a brand new um, I guess industry analysts league uh, that is being uh, put together by I think Josh Lloyd's putting this one together, but it is uh, a bunch of analysts are doing the inaugural season. We're going to expand it next season. You can follow along with our head-to-head league. You can see um, our daily pickups, uh, all the transactions that we're doing. You can follow along with the standings, etc. Industrypickup.com. Uh, it's also at Industry Pickup on Twitter, so go follow them as well. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Tyler P. Watts. What's up, Tyler? Michael, have you been enjoying the first three days of this already somewhat crazy season? I've been enjoying it absolutely from a, like, fantasy standpoint, from, like, a fan of the fact that I think... Like the NBA has never been better than ever. Like I just like I just think NBA is in such a good spot to be like an intriguing, fun, interesting, like volatile league for the next like decade with like incredible talent. As a Bulls fan, on the other hand, I am not terribly excited. If anything, I'm I'm upset. Well, I mean, the refs are helping them, so you gotta gotta enjoy that part of it. Well, I I was except for I bet against the the Bulls in the in the one game that they won, and um, so them uh, winning that game actually cost me money. So really, it's been a lose 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 uh, situation for me as a Bulls fan. The old double bluff, Michael. The old double bluff. There, you're gonna enjoy the Bulls at some point this season. I'm not sure how or why, but you're gonna enjoy them. I don't know. Zach Levine scored 51 and the Bulls lost by 16. So I don't think that's ever... Has that ever happened in the history of the NBA? Uh, I have not looked it up, but I would guess no. I know there's been like like big point games and the team, who whoever that was, their team lost. I'm not sure they've ever lost by double digits. Uh... That's a good question. I don't know. This is a this is a stat muse special, Michael. You should look this up. Yeah, we need to call Basketball Reference guy. We've been trying to get the nickname guy from Basketball Reference on for like three years, probably ten years actually. Um, we got to get this guy on. Maybe he as like an analyst. Maybe we can like hire him, um, to just like run down stupid shit. It seems like a waste of money. Like we could probably like, it's a database. We could probably figure out a way to run down our own stupid shit. But it's the end of week one, Tyler. How was how was your week in fantasy basketball? Um, good. I have Harden in a couple places, which I mean I don't know how that's gonna go, but in most of the leagues they're head to head matchups where basically if Harden plays by the playoffs, I'm happy, so I'm just kinda waiting that out in a couple leagues, but in other leagues I am looking fairly good. That's great. I think that's um if if people are new to the show um, or old to the show. If you heard how Tyler represented his week, it wasn't holy 
shit, um, like Middleton is injured, or um, I don't know what I'm doing because uh, the I don't know OG and Anobi is out, or it's been a really slow start from player X, or Scotty Barnes is really really hot. I'm super excited. It's one week. Tyler's talking about what am I going to do for the rest of the season? How is this looking for the rest of the season? And that's the perspective here at Watching the Boxes we try to instill uh, in our listeners is that, one, don't panic. Number two, every week is not about just this week. It's about how are you setting yourself up for success because the only thing that truly matters is winning your league, getting to the playoffs, and winning your league. That's all that matters. Uh, we are we are here at Watching the Boxes. We are about the rings. We're not about them regular season. We're, uh, we're not about the conference uh, banners putting up. We're about the rings here. And that's what we're going to talk about. Because week one, I think, there's been some interesting players coming out of the woodwork. But usually week one's a lot more volatile. And we said it in the preseason, Tyler. There's no such thing as a sleeper anymore. Um, a lot of the guys who are like good waiver wire pickups in a in kind of my like more less casual leagues those guys were already on teams from the draft like i, I didn't really get an opportunity to pick up uh xavier tillman uh, i didn't get a opportunity to pick up jalen johnson yeah and i mean i think that's just the way that it's going right as like all these games are are very public and you know, everybody can watch them and everyone can see who's good. And there's a lot of great fantasy analysts out there who are telling you, even if you're not watching. Yeah, including us. Um, overall, I think looking at this week, looking at like kind of like the hot hands, I kind of want to get that perspective of rest of the year from you, Tyler. Um, let's talk about those waiver wire pickups because I think a lot of people ran out and uh, as they should. Because this is like, this is how Desmond Bain ended up winning some people's leagues in the in the past. Uh, this is how a lot of leagues have in the past been won, and now I think like we're seeing that transition where I don't think running out and pick up any of the guys who were available this week, even if they were available in your leagues, is going to quote unquote win you the league. But I'd like to get your kind of like rest of the season or even like short term perspective. Um, on some of the, the hottest pickups in uh, week one. And I'm going to start with uh, Max Strauss. Or Max Strauss? Max Strauss? I don't know how German he is. Um, Cleveland is in a weird situation, right? Garland is already sitting games. Uh, Donovan Mitchell sat the last game. And Max Strauss has been really, really, really hot. I feel well, like they're Alan using still him a lot, played, right? right? Yeah, exactly. Allen still hasn't played, so... Uh, yeah, so what did this team need last year in the playoffs? It became very clear that they needed a wing who could shoot. Uh, okay. He is a wing who can shoot, so he's going to play a lot. And, you know, like, obviously Isaac Okoro, like, has never developed his jumper. But look at the three games. I think you're going to see a lot of what you saw so far, which is there was the rebounding has been surprising and is not sticking when Jared Allen is back like let's just put that out there he's averaging 9.3 rebounds a game you want to know his highest per 36 minute rebounding total that mike you want to guess save uh, for the two games he played with 30... the bulls because that's not real two game sample not real so he's played three yeah, other seasons 
like five. Four point six per thirty six minutes. Ooh, thirty six. So not not per whatever. Well, he's actually probably playing. He's playing a lot of minutes right now because everybody's injured. He's playing thirty nine, but still. So like the rebounds are just somewhat of luck, somewhat of need. Um, he hasn't maybe needed to do that in Miami, so you could say that. But I think it's going to be much more in line of like the five he got against Oklahoma City than the eleven and the twelve he got in the other two games. Beyond that, like, the steals and the blocks are really bumping him up here, and he's been, like, last season when he primarily played 28 minutes a game, 0.5 and 0.2. Like, again, no. This is going to be... It's not that. Lucky if he scores 15 a game and gives you not a lot else other than some good three numbers. Yeah, and and this is great rule of thumb. Um, that we preach here at Watching the Boxes all the time, most players revert back to their normal averages. There's exceptions to that rule. Um, rarely is that exception, uh, you know, like a, like someone who's over the age of 27. Uh, like, rarely do you see someone who's over, and Max Strauss is 27 uh, years old, rarely do you see someone who is in their prime suddenly go from good to great they're either on their way to great and they've become great or um you're getting the best player that they and and you're seeing exactly what they've been their entire career right now you're seeing all of a sudden this guy who in the past has played like bench minutes who is getting better and is in his prime right as a top he's a top 25 player per game right now Tyler's mentioned a couple things that you can apply to any player. One, what was his shit in the, what was he doing in the past? What is he doing great right now? Rebounds and blocks. What did that look like in the past? Rebounds and blocks were not part of his game. Number two, go look at the percentages. Is he shooting an insane percentage right now? He's not. Actually, he's not shooting an insane percentage. So that's something to kind of think about. What's his role on the team? And will it change when people are healthy? And then, like, the final thing is the minutes. He's playing almost 40 minutes a game right now. So all of yeah, those he things... He literally could not play any more minutes. It's not possible. Yes. He's playing max. It's simply, he played Absolutely 42 max. minutes. He played 42 minutes in that, uh, I believe, Indiana might... Have, was that an overtime game? Or No, I don't even think that was an overtime game. It's not. It was not an overtime game. It's crazy. Yeah. They just didn't have anybody to play. Like, everybody was out in that Indiana game. It was second night of a back-to-back. Mitchell sat. Allen was out. Uh, Garland was out. Like, they had nobody to play, and they were trying to win because the, the Cleveland Cavaliers want to be good. And that's really been the big thing is, like, he's averaging 17 shots a game so far, right? Last year, in 28 minutes, he averaged less than 10. And you look at it like, isn't he the fifth scoring option on this team? Definitely. And so... Again, this is just like a guy taking advantage of an increased opportunity, but that opportunity isn't going to be there for much longer. Like, Jared Allen is supposed to come back in relatively short order. You know, Mitchell should be back. Garland should be playing. Like, all those guys are going to be back. And then what's Shrews? I mean, like, the end of the season and hashtags. I think he's going to play like good men. The end of the season and hashtags projections ranked 182nd playing 30 minutes a game. Yes. That's unrealistic. I mean, like, he's he's maybe a standardly guy, but maybe not even that. 
And so if you could trade this guy for anything that you thought was going to be a for sure standard league or top 100 player, I would do that right now. 100%. These are like great ways to evaluate every player, not even just guys you pick off the waiver wire. Um, and to understand whether or not um, they're a buy low or a sell high situation. And this is the, probably one of the most obvious sell high. Uh, it's it's so sell high that other people are going to see transparently through the fact that you're trying to sell this high. So you're probably going to, but like I would just sell for anything because this is the streamer who right now is playing at a top 30 level. And if you can, like you're saying, Tyler, if you can get like a hundredth best player in the league for a guy who should be on the waiver wire, do it. Um, not a lot of leagues or people in the leagues are going to allow you to do that. But yeah, I mean, go for it. Like, give it your best shot. Some people don't know what they're doing, right? I want to talk about Xavier who's Tillman. Playing, who's playing real bad? That's the guy you want to target. Like, someone yes. playing absolutely bad. That's like, someone's like, oh, I might just cut this guy. And you're like, oh, I'll sneak in there and take that. And I think we should talk about some of those guys who are playing pretty poorly. Um, I want to talk about the other two waiver wire guys um, rest of the season. We can do like a, maybe a quick one. Uh, Xavier Tillman, short term wise, I think he's going to be fine. Um, I'm not as ex- I feel like that was my like go to on night one as it should have been like to pick that guy up for sure. I- I'm going to hold on to him for a while, but like I'm not going to expect like what he's been what he did in that first game. I'm not going to expect that every game. Uh, I mean, that's fair. I, here's the thing about him is, like, if you look... So he's playing 30 minutes a game, right? Yeah, so. They just signed Biombo. I'm assuming they're going to play Biombo some minutes because they desperately need a backup center, too. <laughs> um, yeah. But I don't I don't think Biombo's like, taking his role, right? Like, I think he's going to be the starter and play, you know, 28 to 30 minutes a game. So if you look at, like, last year, okay, uh, per 36, we'll look at. Which isn't the best barometer, but it's it's better than it's looking at his like actual actual numbers, right? Uh, nine point four rebounds, which is pretty good. Uh, one point eight steals, which is great. Thirteen point one points, two point nine assists. Like, if you like, you know, take away a sixth of those numbers, because he's only playing thirty minutes a game. Like, that's still pretty damn fantasy relevant. A dude off the waiver, a center off the waivers, who's almost double digits in rebounds. Not like zero or one in assists, like two and a half to three. Get steals. I mean, they might not get like a ton of blocks, but like one block and uh, over a steal a game. That's really nice. Yeah. And there's also the just like this could be a whole season long thing. Like, okay, sure, Memphis might trade for a center, but they might not. Yeah, they, there might not be the opportunity to do it. So they are going to be riding with Xavier Tillman. For the foreseeable future. Is he a top 50 player? Probably not. But is he a top 100 player? Absolutely. Yeah, and so you got a free top 100 player, so you, you got to be thankful for that, in my opinion. Yes, definitely be thankful for that. Free top 100 player, that's that's rare. Uh, I want to talk about Jalen Johnson as well as one of the, the hotter pickups uh, in the week one. This one's like a very different situation. Because Xavier uh, Max Strauss is a situational like he's playing forty minutes a game, and he couldn't ever play better. Xavier Tillman 
is situational because they got to play him, but he's good. Jalen Johnson isn't getting minutes because of a situation, really. He's getting minutes because off the, you know, off the bench, he's playing almost 30 minutes a game. He's 21 years old, almost 22. He's getting minutes because he's good. And he has an opportunity to, to earn and get better instead of just being in a good situation. Here's, I think, something else that's very telling about the situation. Uh, you will probably remember that the Hawks this summer absolutely traded John Collins for absolute zero. They literally had to give stuff up to trade John Collins. Now, yep. why would they do that? Because clearly they saw somebody on their bench that they were like, this dude needs to play. And we're paying John Collins too much to not play him. So how do we get this guy minutes? And so we traded Collins. And if you just watch him, like he is really good. Jalen Johnson is really good. He's like six foot nine, almost six foot ten. He's just a big guy, super athletic, does a lot of things. Like I think this could easily be a fifteen eight one steal one block guy. That's, that's those are impressive numbers, Tyler. But why not? Why couldn't he be that? Even in limited minutes last season, you saw flashes of that type of player. Of like an across the board good, efficient, um, I guess minus maybe the free throws, but the free throws, what? Like, yeah, the free throws could be better, but uh, efficient player who can get you stats across the board. Like, what, what more do you want from a fantasy player? I mean, nothing, especially one you took for free. Um, exactly. I think the worry, if there is one, is that, you know, the Hawks have a lot of options. And, you know, they've got guys like DeAndre Hunter and Bogdan Bogdanovich and, you know, Neko Kongwu if they're going to try to play Capella and Kongwu together a little bit. Sadiq Bey, like, maybe A.J. Griffin at some point gets an opportunity. Like, there are, they do have a lot of guys. And so maybe that's a little bit of a worry. They've also been interested in trading for Pascal Siakam. If they trade for Siakam, obviously that could shake up the forward minutes and, and maybe leave Johnson with a little bit less. He's basically played 100% of his minutes at power forward uh, so far this year. Other than that, though, I mean, like, this is a good other guy. He scooped him off the waivers. I'd hold him. I think he's going to be really good. And I think you're going to end up trading him for somebody that's probably worse than him if you try to trade him. Yeah, I don't think you can get a lot for him. This is a prospect to hold to see what happens. Uh, kind of like the old school where you just be like, hey, I kind of like the look of that guy. Let's just keep him on a bench for a while, even if he is struggling. Uh, I like the trajectory of the rest of the season. Uh, if you are desperate for a streaming spot, well, maybe you can't afford to hold on to him. But I would rather, I'd rather drop someone who's like, a top 130 guy, top 125 guy, who you know, like, night in, night out, is going to be mediocre to good. I'd rather drop and stream that person to give myself an opportunity to hold on to Jalen Johnson because his ceiling is like a top 100 guy. 
that you could have for the rest of the season. And I like I, I just I'd rather have that opportunity. Yeah, like Norm Powell. Yeah. Like, drop Norm Powell. Norm Powell's fine. Sure, should Norm Powell Norm Powell should be owned? Sure, he should. But like, what's he gonna ever do? He's gonna get you seventeen to twenty points, a couple threes, some decent percentages, and never anything else. So like that there's no upside there. Yeah. There's none. None whatsoever. Kevin Herter. Yeah, exactly. Kevin good. What's his upside? Well, this is it. Whatever he's doing right now is his upside. Like, he's, he, I mean, shit, he only played... He actually, he hasn't been playing very many minutes in, in Sacramento. I think Keegan Murray's obviously much better uh, this season than he was last season, and that's, like, a great sign, in my opinion. Because I, like, I, I got a lot of Keegan Harrison Murray's... Barnes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Perpetual Harrison Barnes. Like, he gives you some points and just okay everything yeah. else, and he's no upside. Real quick, Tyler, let's play a little um, Who Would You Rather uh, lightning round for the rest of the waiver wires. Ooh. Brandon Miller. I'm going weird. Brandon Miller or... Brandon Miller or... Lou Dort. Uh, you have to always hit me right where it hurts, right from the start. You can never just just throw me a softball, get me warmed no. up. Um, These are the real questions that I'm I'm contemplating. I guess again, this is a question of like upside versus like what do I I just need some stuff. Um, I really like Lou Dort. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, it would probably be Dort for me. I just think Dort could do a lot of like stuff and the steals could be real because Dort is actually a really like underrated defender. So, like could he be one of those guys who like goes from like one steal to like one and a half steals? I think he could. Um talking fifteen points, you know, five and a half, six rebounds and one and a half steals. I'm into that. The percentages are way higher than they're going to be probably. But this Thunder yeah. team is also just like good. And so how much of it stats. before yeah, how much of before was like Dort chucking on a terrible team versus now we're gonna see how he plays on a good team. Um, I'm I'm into that. I think Brandon Miller's got some crazy upside. Um, so that makes him super interesting. I think both these players, like if both these guys are on my waiver wire, I'd be interested in looking and trying to pick them up. Like, yes, both of or them like have a lot of. Yeah, so I mean, both of them have potential to be top 100 guys. I think this season, and like Miller's gonna need some defensive stats, and can he get them? I don't know. He's not going to shoot 50% from the field, and he's only taking 11 field goal attempts, so, like, that's a bit of a worry. And so that's why I think I would go Dort here, but... I mean, like, Scoot Henderson's been terrible in those first, you know, whatever, two, three games. Like, are you writing him off completely? I'm not. And so, like, I don't oh, no, want to ju- I don't want to judge any rookie, really, on, like, the first two games, great or terrible. But also, like, let's mention, rookies are going to be very very volatile very up very down um it's going to take um a lot of patience to roster a rookie probably why i go with dort here because with scoot you got a really really high upside with brandon miller he's good he could be very good uh there's gonna be a lot of nights where he's like not good enough to like that the horn is even playing Right, like, and so you're gonna go. Ah, shit! I got this guy on my team who's playing like 14 minutes. What the what the fuck am I doing? Lou Dort's gonna play. Uh, Brandon Miller is gonna be really up and really down and back and forth. And so like, it's more like I'll stream Brandon Miller until 
I happen to stream him on the right week where he like plays consistently and then I'll keep him for the next week and then suddenly I have a guy. But like Lou Dort, I'd rather have my team. Let's go with Lou Dort versus Isaiah Stewart. Oh, Beef Stew. Beef Stew's a fun player. Um it's fun. He's playing like starter like he's starting and he's playing like 35, 36 minutes a game. Like Detroit's really made their rotation into like a tight they got their type five. Six. Uh, assuming Stewart plays seventy games, how many shots for the season does he block? Ooh. that's really the that's really the answer to his fantasy value, I think, to me. So we saw in the first year, rookie season, only playing twenty one minutes a game, one point three blocks, outstanding block rate. Got yes. more minutes in the second year, down to one point one blocks. Got more minutes in his third year, down to point seven blocks. If he's gonna block. 50 shots in 70 games. I don't know that I love his fantasy value because there's not going to be many assists and there's not going to be any steals. So like, and I also don't think he's a good three point shooter. So like there might be one, three a game, but that's probably about it. If there's going to be, you know, a 1.3 blocks a game, like there was as a rookie, I'm, I'm much more into that. I realize Jalen Duran is playing center. Who is? Playing like a monster right now. Oh, yeah, he's going to be good. So that, uh, that already is going to limit Stewart's blocks, and there's not going to be any steals. So that alone, I think, kind of puts me a little bit down on Stewart as far as, like, a fantasy player. Um, 22-year-old, just a fun fun guy, plays hard. Like, I, I like him as a, a NBA player, but I don't think his fantasy value is super high. Yeah, I think he's a really good streamer. I'm not sure he's a really good, like rosterable player right now he is 36 minutes a game or you know 35 minutes a game bogdan bogdanovich is out bogdan comes back there's like a choice that detroit has to play or has to make uh do we play bogdanovich sars minutes or isaiah stewart's minutes or a little bit of both of their minutes so i think that long-term prospect of minutes isn't as healthy um in the long term, because if Detroit, who kind of seems with Cade and Jalen Turin playing, you know, playing very well, seems like there might be like a play, like a, a risk of a, a being a play-in team, perhaps. And Bogdanovich well, well, makes them win games. Great yeah, and Bogdanovich makes them win games. Wiseman's still out. I, how much do, do either one of those guys eat Isaiah Stewart's minutes? Because they're not going to eat Duran's minutes. And do they want to like get a SAR out there more? Do they want to have Isaiah out there more? That's that's going to be the question. Well, the real question is going to be: Do they try to make the play-in or not? I think they could just at some point be like, "Yeah, why are we trying to make this play-in tournament? That doesn't seem like this is like a bad idea." Yeah. Right. Um. So again, like that that obviously changes the calculus too. In Stewart's favor, if the answer is no, right? If the answer is we're trying to win, then when Bogdanovich is healthy, which he's out for like a month, right? Yes. So I mean, yeah, I would say, I would say Stewart's good, but like again, it's big man stats without blocks. It's just points and rebounds at this point, and like decent percentages, like obviously decent field goal, probably badish free throw. Like I don't know, like I'm not super high on that. Just like points, rebounds skill set in general like i, I want to see something else and i don't think stewart's going to give it to you yeah his upside isn't as 
even though he's a, like a, a big who shoots threes, it's not as it's not as nice as, as some of these other guys. I got two more got I got two more matchups that I think kind of um sum up all the guys that I'm looking at on the waiver wires across the league. This one is Jeremy Sochin versus Dennis Schroeder. Oh, uh, right to the heart, right to the right to the stomach. You know I'm a Schroeder guy, so that 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 already hurts me. But uh, I think Sochan's the guy here, just for some funky stats that are gonna be like you know four assists and six rebounds and maybe a steal and like 13 points, like just a weird stat line, right? Maybe, you know, the chance to block half a shot a game, maybe even a little bit more. Like, Schroeder is what he is. And, like, the Raptors are, you know, running a little bit different offense this year and they're, like, trying to be a little bit faster paced. But, like, we've seen Schroeder be really good. And what is that? Like, even at his best, back in his Atlanta days, right, there was one year where he averaged 19 points a game, but more so he was, like, 17 points, like, five and a half, six assists, and, like, a steal. It's good. The threes are not real. Like, he's he's made 3.3 three-pointers on 52.6% this year. He's a below-average three-point shooter for his career. He's going to hit you, like, at best one and a half. And so, like, okay. I think Schroeder's just... It's a hot moment for him, but I'm going to go for Sochin. Sochin's got the better long term. Um, I, I just I, I know I'm I'm watching that like rotation there in um, in San Antonio. I, I it does feel like Pop hasn't figured out what he likes best, playing big with Sochin or having Jones in there to uh, facilitate a little bit better. I'm I, I think it's gonna be like a case by case basis, but like I like Jeremy Sochin's like percentages are bad let's just be honest like they're 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 going to be bad for the foreseeable future but i don't know so chan like feels like um i like i like what i like watching him i really do I, I like i'm like rooting for him and like usually that's a good sign when it comes to like fancy basketball it's like there's a guy i see on the court and i like him usually that guy's like it's just like a guy who's like needs more opportunity or like just like he has these flashes of like someone who's like actually really really good at basketball i think so chan is that guy um both should be on a roster period like that's not even a question like if you have to choose between those two you know situationally good luck if you need the point guard just go get schroeder if you want someone for like a long-term outlook go get sochin another two players that i think should be on every roster on every single team but i'd like to hear tyler who do you like best Shaden sharp or Cam Thomas. Um. So tell me if I'm crazy about this Cam Thomas take. I want Cam Thomas if I need points, but I don't think Cam Thomas really offers you anything else, including threes. Ooh. Okay. Um. He's hit some massive three games, but also he's had some games where he just like he doesn't he gets like zero or one, like in in like thirty minutes. He's very streaky. He's very all over the board. He's also twenty two. I guess I'm just looking at this per thirty six, like for his career, which it's only one hundred twenty six games. So you could say that's a smallish sample, and it and it is. 
But per 36, okay, here are the numbers. 1.73s, which is fine, but, like, for a guard, that's not great. Four rebounds, 2.6 assists, almost a steal, and 20 points. And he's not playing 36 minutes. No. He's not playing 36 minutes. Right, so, like, again, you're looking at, like, you know, if he plays 30 a game, which I think is somewhere he might be able to do, you're looking now at, like, what? Five five rebounds? Two, two assists? If you're lucky, a steal? And, like, 20-some points? It's good. It's There's going to be a lot of points. But, like, I don't know. I guess I'm just not super, super high on him. Um, Simon's going out. Should make even more opportunities for Sharp, right? Simon's uh, injured his thumb. Is out four to six weeks. Um... I like Sharp. I like his game. There's going to be some bad percentages, I think, on, on both, right? Like, I think his free throws are pretty bad, too. Um, that said, I think you're going to see, uh, you know, a fairly good player that's going to be super inconsistent. He, he's basically a rookie. I mean, he's 20 years old. Yeah, and he's got the opportunity, right? He's got, he's got the minutes. Um, and also, like, we've all kind of... Well, I mean, they're both really young, right? It's hard to say, like, hey, we've heard good things about one. We haven't heard a lot of good things about the other one. Like, we've heard Shaden Sharp was, like, for a bit. Like, Portland's like, holy shit, this guy's, like, really good. We got to get this guy more opportunity. And with Cam Thomas, we've heard the, man, he could score, but uh, good luck in the future. And... I don't know. Both of them fit like a really, really nice role on on every fantasy team. They both should be rostered on in majority of teams, uh, in majority of leagues anyway. And I don't know. I like Shaden better. I just I, I just like he, his across the board game versus Cam's like very, very intriguing and high points that come every once in a while. Like that. Like don't. That's something we try to tell everybody. Don't get super excited about the points. And rebound stats. Get excited about the assists, the steals, the blocks, the threes, the rarer stats. Get excited about when those align with good, not great points and rebounds versus great points and rebounds and nothing else. Well, and here's another worry if you wanna if you wanna worry about uh Cam Thomas, is he came off the bench in that first game Cam Johnson played. Uh, Kim Johnson and Nick Claxton were both out in that second game against the Mavericks. Okay, so there's already uh, a slight worry, perhaps, right? And uh, another kind of secondary worry is uh, their starting point guard in one of these games uh, played 23 minutes, well, almost 24. Spencer Dinwiddie, right? So, like in that first game, Thomas got hot and he played a bunch of minutes. In the second game, he had to start because they were down a couple guys. Mm-hmm. And so, is there a game where he's not hot, where Cam Thomas is playing like twelve minutes, or is there a, is there a, a week in the in the near future where everybody's healthy, and they're like, yeah, we just need him for like fifteen minutes off the bench. Yeah, exactly. That's what I, I think. This is what they're going to do with him on most nights when they're healthy. If they're not healthy, then obviously he's going to start playing more minutes, whatever. They need him. But when they're healthy, I think they're going to see, like, Dinwiddie and Simmons are going to start. Is is Dinwiddie cooking? If Dinwiddie's cooking, I think he's going to play. I mean, they played almost 40 minutes against, in that game against the Mavericks. They're not afraid to play him, like, 35 minutes a game. 
if he's cooking, he's going to get like 35 minutes and Cam Thomas is going to play maybe 15 if he's lucky. Then they're going to bring Thomas off the bench. And if he's not cooking, I don't see him playing a ton because they know he's going to keep shooting. So like, like, if he's having a bad, a bad game, it could be like 12 minutes. And then flip that scenario over to Shaden Sharp. Everybody's healthy uh, and, and running well in Portland. Shane Sharp still comes off the bench, probably plays 27, 28, 29 minutes. If he's, if, if he's not starting. Like, there's a chance where everybody's healthy and Shaden starts, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, like, Portland's already in that boat where they're rebuilding, tanking, retooling, whatever you want to call that. So why not play your good young players a bunch of minutes? Like, it, it doesn't matter. You're not trying to win games. So I don't really see a scenario where Sharp's not playing, like, at least 28 minutes a game. Agreed. Those are like all those guys that we talked about are like the guys I've been looking off of the waiver wire or picking up off the waiver wire uh, in various leagues. Probably none of those dudes should be on a waiver wire that we talked about. But there's a lot of players out there, Tyler, that are underperforming right away. We always say stop panicking. All of the players, not all the players, most players revert back to the mean. But I do want to talk about players that people can target as buy low candidates moving forward. And also, like, buy low in what way? Buy low because, like, this guy's going to be good the rest of the season. Don't worry about it. Or buy low, but are you sure this is a buy low situation? Because I have a few of those as well. Um, in the absolute... In my my categories were absolutely buy them low right now immediately. Uh, I got Pascal Siakam. I got Unkongwu in the in that list. Um, and I also got Josh Giddy, Paulo Banchero. Those four dudes are not playing great, but I'm not worried about them. Is there any anyone else who fits that bill? Oh, well, I'm sure there's lots of other guys that fit that bill, but I think that's a pretty good list. I mean, there's, uh, like, Towns. Towns is ranked 86th. I definitely yeah. buy him low. That's just some terrible shooting there for the most part. Um, you know, just going through... I, and I think this is a good exercise. I do this, like, once a week. I look back at, like... First, I do the last seven days once we get into the season, but, like, right now it doesn't matter, right? You can just go in there and look at, like... Who's ranked where? And you look at it and you just go like, okay, Jimmy Butler's ranked 108. Why is he ranked 108? Because he's shooting 31% from the field. That's terrible. He's not going to keep doing that. Is someone willing to sell me Jimmy Butler low? Probably not because he's an ex- you know a veteran. People know what to expect from Jimmy Butler. You know, Carl Anthony Towns. I think Towns is, is a buy low for this simple reason. I think some people are very skeptical of how that pairing is going to work between him and Gobert. And so someone might be just looking to get out at this point on on Towns, specifically. Um, but, again, like another guy, Vucevic is ranked like 119th. A lot of people are shitting on the Bulls right now. Could you buy Vucevic for... Me. That's what I mean. Could you buy Vucevic for someone outside the top 50, outside the top 60? I, I think you might be able to. Especially someone that's I playing well. Can. He's He's always a really good fantasy player. I do pause, and maybe it's because I'm too... Um too saturated in into the bulls ecosystem um i i I don't know if i'm concerned but vooch is very unhappy with already there's already a players only meeting Vooch is very unhappy with the way he's being um uh, uh, 
how he is focal pointed in the offense. The Bulls are notorious for taking a good player and marginalizing them, and then they go to another team and they're great. Um, if and if Vuce goes to another team, he'll he'll be fantastic. I do worry that the Bulls system is like let's let's showcase Demar and Zach maybe to move them. I don't know. I'm probably like 40 chessing. I don't think that's even a verb. Uh, I'm playing 40 chess right now, and in reality, buy low on on Vujovic because he is very good. Yeah, I think two other guys I'd mention would be Middleton. Obviously, the injury is going to be out on Sunday. He played 16 minutes in that first game. They're going to play him on Monday. Um, I think he's just a buy low. He was going too low in drafts. If you can get him for somebody outside the top 75, I would be super excited about that. Even I'm, yeah. I'm willing to to bear a few bad weeks here where he gets his crap together. Uh, DeJounte Murray is also ranked 172nd, which is wild. Yeah, DeJounte is a huge buy low right now. He's he's shooting really, really poorly. But, like, he's still getting, like, six assists. His his steals aren't there right now. It's been, what, two games? Yeah, no shit his steals aren't there right now. That's Steals are very volatile. Like, so, like... Yeah, wait till that five assist or five steal game. Wait till that five steal game comes, then let me know. Yeah, let me know how you feel about DeJounte Murray. I think that's an instant uh, buy low situation. Chris Middleton, I would buy low because I think he's obviously underrated and the injury is going to scare people off. I wouldn't buy low with like a like you're saying with like someone in that first plateau region because there is the nor- we say this a lot when there's a big three, the third person takes the hit. Chris Middleton is the one who's going to take the hit. His points are going to be down from normal years. But his rebounds, this, his steals, everything else should be fine. His percentages all should be fine. So is he a top 50 player? I, I still think so. Is he a top 40 player? Probably not. And right now he's like 178. So like go 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 get him. Like I, I'm not worried about him at all. Um there's one more guy. So what Jeremy Grant's also shooting. Like, there's a lot of guys just shooting really poorly after their first two games. Jeremy Grant is one of them. Julius Randle is another one of them. And what do you think about Jordan Poole? Uh, I mean, might be real. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that my evaluation on on any of these kind of players has changed at all. Really, like Jordan Poole. I said this, I think, to you when you said he was going to lead the league in scoring. I said, yeah, and he might shoot under forty percent. Yes, he's doing. Like, uh, he's doing one of those things right now. Here's the 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 issue with it. If you want to, you know, talk about it, like he's still ranked 110th. Okay, now he is getting a block a game, which isn't going to stick, uh, and he might not even get a steal a game. Who knows? He's averaging 22 and a half points a game. They need someone to shoot. He's going to keep shooting. The problem is. He's now the number one option, and teams are selling out to stop him. And he was not super efficient in Golden State when he was the third option on the floor most of the time when he was on the floor. It's going to be bad. It's going to be a bad field goal percentage. Like, that's not getting any better. The Wizards are not getting any better. Like, it's going to be rough in that respect. But if you want 25 points a game, like, Jordan Poole can give it to you. Certainly can. If you're in a points league, you're, like, super excited about that. And you should be super excited about that. If you're in a categories league, on the other hand, you should be concerned. Now, if you're already punting percentages like most of you do, um, then whatever. Who cares? If you give a shit about percentages, which I 
I don't know how many times I got to say that you should give a shit about percentages. Everyone, like even in the in this uh, in, industry pickup league, right? I went with a very balanced roto build with some, uh, you know, a, a handful of categories that I'm going to be very, very good in. And I gave a shit about my percentages. And right now it's looking like um, I'm definitely going to be in the playoffs. Like just, I, I know it's like a, it's a week one thing and that's like very hubris of me, but like I match up well against every single one of these teams. There's a couple teams in there that are going to win blocks and steals every single week. But what else? What else, what else are they gonna win? Um, and like, I might beat them in steals because steals are volatile. Percentages are kind of volatile, but if everyone's going for a mediocre percentage build and you have a good percentage build, and a couple teams are going for like a punt percentage build, that's two categories that you're winning every single week. And all you gotta do is beat them in the thing that they're bad at, because every team isn't good at everything. So. I got a team, if, if I'm going up a, against a matchup that's good in points, well, then I got to beat them in rebounds. If I'm going up against a team that's good in assists, well, I got to beat them in points. And I have the ability to do that with a a nice, if you're in a casual league, I think you can go like the full punt percentages or full punt assists and like basically win 6-3, 6-3, 6-3, 6-3. in, uh, I think, a, a more sophisticated league or like I said, this pickup um industrypickup.com league the balance zigging when everyone is zagging the balance build is zagging in a head-to-head league oh for sure and i think you know you know i've talked about this numerous times but like two of eight categories so if you're going to just give up on a, a quarter of the categories right away like that's obviously not a great decision in my opinion but what do i know i don't know it's um every league is different. Every league should be approached um with uh with the fact that you're not the same as everybody else. Every your values aren't uh of your players and your what you what you need on your team isn't the same as literally anyone else in the entire world. Uh it's it's very very hard to thread the needle. But that's kind of what we're trying to help you do is thread that needle. And that's what we're going to be doing all season long here on watching the boxes we are going to be reviewing the week we're going to be previewing the next week we're going to be talking about waiver wire pickups trades buy lows sell highs and anything else you want to hear just hit us up on twitter you can find me at watch the boxes you can find tyler at tyler p watts and we will see you next time 